The following announcements have been paid for by the sponsors of the Hameen Media Group. Hameen Media Group brand management is taking over. Social media, video, audio, design, marketing, and more. HMG Brand Management is proud to be partnered with Vince Russo's The Brand, Stevie Ray TV, Rip Rogers' FR Podcast, Goldilocks, Big Vito Brand, The A-Show starring Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, and now Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, The Beautiful People. Search for all of our HMG Brand Management partners on your favorite podcatchers, YouTube, and of course, Patreon. Support your favorite HMG ring veterans by visiting ProWrestlingTees.com, Dr. Man Beast Ted McNailer, Greek God Papadon, SCG Search from Big Sal, Chris Silvio, Stevie Richards, and of course the Ayatollah himself, Ben Hameen. Hey bro, wake up with the official Vince Russo coffee from Broaster's Coffee. Medium roasted Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that'll have you ready to go, bro. Available only at thebroasters.com. For a flavorful hashtag RBV fitness foodie experience, visit zorosoliveoil.com. Zordos Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil is exclusively sourced from the Zordos family private 100-year-old olive groves in Greece. Taste the difference and visit zordosoliveoil.com today. StevieRichardsFitness.com For the most affordable and effective home workout program that'll give you results, real results. 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at StevieRichardsFitness.com Russo'sBrand.com Where the pros are pros, bro. Get the most valid takes in wrestling from the pros who live it. Visit Russo'sBrand.com Subscribe to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on Podbeam.com and visit Patreon.com backslash Hameen Media Group. We now take you to your featured HMG presentation. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Ladies and gentlemen, aliens of all ages, aliens of all races, because uh, Star Trek is for everyone. It is me, Commodore Zerdos, the man who loves the original series more than William Shatner. I am joined by my friend, my man, who says Star Trek is his release, and goddamn right it is his release. The man, the myth, the legend, the co-host of the Smack Attack with Money MacGyver, it is Big John Enright, the Sinister Minister. Sir, how are you doing on this fine Sunday morning? Oh, it is so good. I mean, because the sun's out, so sun's out, guns out, baby. Guns out, baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we we I think we're officially dethawed from all this weather that's happened this week. Uh, you know, uh, if you didn't hear my rant about that yesterday, <laughs> I came in double barrels blazing for people who had that kind of thing. Um, and to the politicians who screw it up. And so, uh, which I'm not going to rehash here because, you know, 
this is Star Trek. We, we this is Star Trek. Yeah. We we and this is why we have Star Trek to watch these things <laughs> and long for what we hope our society will eventually become. Even though we're going the more idiocracy direction. Oh God, yeah. We we can't help but watch and hope and dream and, and at least be like. <laughs> <sighs> this is our zen. This is our moment. So, yes. you know, uh, good, you know, dealing with, you know, figuring out, you know, you know, having a week off and trying to figure how to handle snow and ice and sub, you know, literally negative one degree, like down here. It was like, people are going, it was, I think officially it was negative two at one point, which is the coldest it's been down here since like 1899. You know, eighteen ninety nine, it got down to negative eight. But like, other than that, good lord, yeah, Texas, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And we were below freezing for at least, I think, seven days, Holy where shit. it never got above freezing. So, like, Friday was the first day it got above freezing. Um, so it was, it was crazy. It was one of those rare, unprecedented things that. You know, and you know everybody at runs. Oh, you don't know how to handle it. Well, no, we don't know how to handle it because this no is shit, not... Sherlock. We're fucking Texas. <laughs> yeah, this. I mean, it barely. I mean, I think the last time it snowed here was five years ago or so. You know, I mean, it's just like yeah. You know, it's it's not something we prepare for. We and if our government spent money on it, the machines would just be sitting. It'd be financially yeah. irresponsible for us to have that kind of stuff. So you know, I, I just. It's one of those things where um, everybody wants to point blame, but they don't want to look at themselves and go, okay, this is this is what I could have done. You know, people could have not have yeah. panic buyed. People could have not, uh, you know, just gotten what they needed for the week and they would have been fine. But, you mm-hmm. know, people went and did, and they did the stupid thing. I mean, I have a two-wheel drive Hyundai Sonata and I know how to drive on snow and ice. You just, you don't be stupid. You don't try to rip it. You don't try to slam it. You don't try to... Just take it easy. And I was able to get everywhere I needed to be on mm-hmm. two-wheel drive vehicle, yeah. you know, because uh I'm not a I'm not a freaking moron, you know, and you exactly. got and then you got these dumbasses in trucks down here who think, well, I got a four-wheel drive truck, so I can do whatever I want. And then they go <laughs> and then you see it, they're the dumbasses spun out and everything because they don't yeah. know how to drive, you know. I mean well, yeah. I mean, listen, <sighs> we, we, we <laughs> breaking Hey guys, new show breaking John Enright. Yeah, and the gym was closed <laughs> all week. Sorry, I know I spiked everybody's, oh, but I don't care. Oh my god! So I see Richard witnessed it, but you know. So. And and the Commodore's eardrums are gone. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what? What'd you say? But no, but uh, it's been a it's been the fucking tundra up here as well. It's been cold. We've got snow, but we're used to it because we are we are just. It's just cold up here, and it yeah. sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. we, so yeah. we've been dealing with the snow and stuff this past week. I've probably plowed about two feet of snow. So um, I'm sick of snow. I'm thinking about warmer climates, Arizona, Florida, you know. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, lordy, lordy, lord. So, but, John, uh, so – so what's going on in the wonderful news of Star Trek here? Because- well, I'm, I'm glad you asked because honestly, there hasn't been much going on in these last couple of weeks since we talked to Stevie. Um, it, it seems to be that case. Every time we have a guest, it seems like the news kind of just kind of chills it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can go ahead and go into our news section now. So ladies and gentlemen, I now let's let's blow the bosun's whistle. 
And let us prepare for this week's news story. So the first story I've got for you today, Triple D, it's a good one, though. Um, it is that Scott Bakula is returning as Captain Archer. Wow. Uh, yeah, you know, some things that, you know, are, are going to be done. Um, they're talking about how they're wanting to bring him back, and he could pop up on Strange New Worlds. Okay. With Christopher Pike. So, you know, at this point, he probably wouldn't be Captain Archer. He'd probably be more like Admiral Archer or something along those lines. Um, and so they're talking about, okay, if he comes back for Strange New Worlds, maybe maybe there's opportunity for Avery Brooks to come back. Uh, then we know Catherine, uh, Kate Mulgrew as Catherine Janeway is coming back in Star Trek Prodigy. Um, mm -hmm. So to tie in some of these captains who are beloved and um, maybe you know, bringing back these things that, um, you know, but he's in contact and in talking with um, Scott, you know, with Star Trek shows and, and, and with Paramount to kind of bring back that, 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 uh, that character. And so it, it'd be very interesting. Um, you know, mm -hmm. they, they want him back on one of the series and, and which one it will be, we don't know yet, but the one that makes the most sense would be strange new worlds. It so, would be, yeah. You know, so, uh, I know, you know, we talked to Stevie about it a little bit, but how do you rank Scott Bakula as a captain on uh, a Star Trek there, Triple D? He's got to be the, well, I mean, he's he's one of the top five captains, I, I think, because just as Stevie said, he's out there, strange new world, and you said it as well. He doesn't have a prime directive to, like, go by, and he's making stuff on the fly, and he's doing the best mm. that he can. So, And plus, too, just the whole character in, in Enterprise – he just had a calming influence where he was mm -hmm. able to unite the crew. And then also too the way that he worked with the different aliens, how he worked with uh, Shram from the, the Andorians, how well mm -hmm. they worked together and the trust they had. It, it was just good. And I, and I love Scott Bakula as, mm -hmm. as an actor, huge fan of a quantum leap. Mm -hmm. so, and he, to me, he's a great, great, great actor. And I'm excited to see him in strange new worlds, but isn't the whole thing where the where the where the NX01 and the Enterprise the NCC 1701 isn't that like almost like a hundred year difference though? Uh, I think so. So, so that's the, that becomes the question of how would that work, you know? But we do know like what well, McCoy was like a hundred and forty when mm -hmm. he made his appearance on Next Generation. Yeah. Uh, you know, be so maybe it's one of those things where you know, or it's a message, you know, that um, you know, Bakula gives. He's an admiral. He gives to the the captains of the Enterprise or things along those lines. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. I, I don't know how they're but they're just talking about. It. They want to bring him in. They want to bring him in for a series and as a cameo. Okay. They don't know what yet. They have. Oh, oh, no specifics. oh, oh, I'm sorry, John. So it's just a cameo then. It's yeah. Oh, not okay. like a regular. Okay, yeah, he, I get, I, okay. They want to bring him back, and they they mm -hmm. said it's going to cameo, and they said for a Star Trek series, they haven't, they weren't specific, but there were some talks, and there's some leaks from you know talking about Paramount that it's it's a it's a thing that they're looking at doing. Um, so, um, uh, so, uh, so basically, it's from a from this news article it says it's from a trusted inside source, the same one that gave us our confirmed. Exclusive scoops that John Cheadle will be appearing as War Machine in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
and Josh Brolin returning in the Marvel Cin Cinematic Universe as Thanos. Hmm. So apparently this source is deep in the know. Captain Archer is going to make a comeback. Our information is that the powers that be at Paramount want to bring Scott Bakula back by having him cameo in another Star Trek show and then leave the door open for him to headline his own solo series. Um, and so that is kind of what they're saying. You know, they have there's not specifics or details, but this is from a source who has leaked some credible information about some of the things going on right now. And so, in um, one of the speculations is maybe he could show up on um, Strange New Worlds. You know, okay. you know, and and maybe they do something along those lines. Uh, maybe it's you know. Whatever. They, they, there's just some kind of speculation, and there's there. It was just interesting because if he comes back, then what would he be like? Because Avery Brooks has kind of mentioned some things he would like to return as Cisco, uh, and like I said, as we know, uh, Kate Mulgrew is back as Janeway in mm -hmm. an animated series, and we've got Picard. Um, so you know, there's some just real opportunities they're thinking to bring some of these back, and there's just some hope in that aspect of. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this I guess you know because Paramount, you know, and CBS are working together. Uh, Bakula is on a CBS show on NCIS New Orleans, so that would mm -hmm. be an easy kind of tie-in. Um, obviously, he's older, so you would do something where he's more on the admiral line, probably, because we do know he's he's an admiral at some point. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so there is that aspect as well. So uh, you know that is. That's kind of what's going on right now with everything. And it'll just be interesting to see uh, how they go about it. Um, uh, so, you know, uh, I'm interested in to see where they go, you know, to be honest, and, and what mm -hmm. came out. Uh, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, that's 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 the interesting part of the thing is what the, what kind of doors that open up. So if that's the case, what other captains would you like to see in what other series? Do you think? Oh, well, obviously, I, I want to see Kirk in, in the other series. You know, I'd love to see uh, Kirk in the other series. Uh, Pike, obviously. Um, shit, you know what? Here's the thing. The guy that played the, the captain in uh, Generations, Harriman, bring him in. Okay. You know, Ooh, because, that'd be a good one. Well, because here's the thing. In the Star Trek, in the printed universe, in the, in the comics and in, in the books, the IDW books, Harriman and Sulu's daughter pretty substantial career in the Enterprise. Uh, it was the Enterprise B, correct? Yes. That was yes. the Enterprise B. They actually did a lot of good stuff in the Enterprise B. And I and I think one of the stories is where they actually uncovered a Starfleet uh, uh, conspiracy. So that would be, you know, that and that would be a good time to bring in. And right. plus two, if you want, because she was immortalized in the uh in star trek the, the 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 next generation the captain of the enterprise c fighting at kittimer yes yeah you could, you could have could have like a you you could hey maybe have a flashback scene or something like that who knows i mean mm -hmm. you know this is uh this is all speculation so yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, I think it just opens the door to more Star Trek, which uh, which I think I'm going to take to our – I'm going to skip and go to our next story. Oh, my story. God. Oh, my God, John. I totally oh. forgot. I totally forgot. One of, one of one of the best fucking captains, Sulu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, why not bring Takei or Takei in the mix? You know, that's, yeah. that's another thing, too. Yeah. Yeah, it, which uh, – it's a side story. I didn't, I didn't put it on our thing, but one of the things is – 
There, there could be up to five Star Trek shows in production by 2021. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So just between the cartoons with Lower Decks and Prodigy, then you've got Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, you know, which they're saying is most likely going to be in production this year. Uh, but Picard, that's that's actually our next story is Picard season two. Production has begun because we've yes. seen some pictures. I did we've see that. Yeah. We're there, you know, they, they kept saying it's going to be soon, but we're seeing these pictures and different things coming mm-hmm. out from the people showing that it's in production. So, so that's Picard season two is in production right now. So those of you who are looking forward to it, which means it probably won't be ready till next year. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and so they, they finished in August and they had been writing and they were saying they were going to start work um, more than, um, uh, you know, anything else, uh, January and then February. But uh, Michelle Hurd, who it plays uh, Rafi, posted a picture on Instagram um, on the 16th saying that back to work, you know, so mm-hmm. she's excited to picture of her script, uh, I guess, folder and a mask. And so um, it says back to work feels so good. So we know that they have started production. Um, okay. And so uh, that is the next story. So basically with that, and then with imminent production seeming to happen on Strange New Worlds, um, that is, you know, I think they're saying now, um, uh, which is the next. So basically a lot of stories is that Ethan Peck is in Toronto, which is where they're going to be filming Strange New Worlds. So that's mm-hmm. a big aspect. And so some of the other characters, I think Anson Mount has been seen up in Toronto as well. Um, they are looking at... Um, you know, and because they've been featured so heavily, him and Pike with the whole Paramount Plus, um, mm-hmm. you know, things on there. Um, oh, and by the way, if you sign up for CBS, uh, uh, they've no, rolled out a new promotion. If you sign up for a CBS All Access Annual Plan, you get fifty percent off your first year. Oh wow! So, yeah, not bad, if, not bad. Yeah. So there is a, and then on March fourth, your subscription will automatically switch over to Paramount Plus. To get the, there's a so there's a link in the article about where you can click there and get Paramount Plus for basically fifty percent off for the first year. Um, okay. But yeah, so based off of that, based off of everything they've got going on between Lower Decks, Prodigy, and everything else, there could be five shows in production this year. Um, that's nuts. That's I mean, Triple D. This I know these kind of all run together, all these three stories, but it's yeah. kind of one of those things of. I mean, are we as fans kind of have we ever seen this kind of like Star Trek resurgence like this before where we've got uh, so probably, much going on? Probably the only time you'd say that is towards the end of a sort of the ends of a next gen's run when you had Voyager, Deep Space Nine, and then you had the uh the uh, next generation movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That probably would have been the peak. That probably that was like the last time that we saw like a peak like Star Trek run was was uh, back then, and according to uh, according to our esteemed guest last week last show Steve Richards, that was probably the golden era of Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, no, I mean, I mean this, I mean this is a big time resurgence for the uh, the uh, franchise. I just hope that the movies, even with the Kelvin timeline. You know, I, to to me, this whole splitting of the two timelines, the Kelvin timeline and the Prime timeline, mm-hmm. that's you know because now, it, but now I think that doesn't Paramount own all the rights to it now? 
Uh, or, or just still like, or just still like separated. I'm not a hundred percent on that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still. I've been trying to find like some of mm-hmm. the deal on how this all is going to work. Yeah. Um. Because I, I think now CBS Viacom falls under Paramount or Paramount falls. I don't remember who falls under what, but I, which with CBS All Access going away, I think the CBS Viacom it's all one company now. It's all, it's all one company now. I think they okay. all fall under Paramount. If I remember correctly which is why they're going, it's going to be called Paramount Plus okay. rather than CBS All Access. But you get, like I said, you get all those extra things that you get on cable that you wouldn't have gotten before with CBS All Access with okay. like the, uh, there's a, a Yellowstone show that people like and some of the Paramount movies and things along those lines. Okay. So it expands, it expands the movie access. It expands the TV access to various shows and things okay. that you're going to get. So it's it's a really, I think, I think it's a beneficial for, Star Trek fans in the long run, mm-hmm. I think it now makes it even more worth the purchase for you know you to buy CBS All Access Paramount Plus mm-hmm. as a Star Trek fan because you yes you can watch you know the regular series on you know TOS and TNG yeah. DS, you can watch those on Netflix you can watch those on uh, Amazon but you know I mean to have those plus the movies plus you know you're not having to worry about the movies coming and going they're they're yeah. on that platform okay. they're there so i mean to me this makes it a lot more i haven't looked at it what it's going to cost um to have it you know paramount plus for the annual plan mm-hmm. um let me let me just go look at that real quick they would because, probably, they probably make it somewhat comparable to like amazon prime or comparable yeah. to like netflix like a higher end netflix for like 11.99 a month but but what I'm saying, yeah, so they're, yeah. Go, they're go, saying five ninety nine a month right now. Really? Uh, yeah. So um, I'm trying to see if there's like you know annual plan. You know, uh, oh, are you a student? Get a twenty five percent discount. Have a gift card. Still have questions? Recently, uh, let's look at the questions. Now your son. So CBS, that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. You know, um, so it, I guess right now. Um, you can, it's going to be more, um, you know, the idea that it's going to cost you five nine nine a month, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then so, I, so they're not, that's, that's kind of what they're doing. They don't, I don't see where they have the annual plan kind of, you know, mm-hmm. listed. Um, and that's, uh, that's what I'm trying to find here. If there's a annual plan, um, so I, I'm not seeing that on here. Maybe you have to go, back into it and, and get yeah. more into that, you know, aspect of it, of signing up and doing everything. Um, but, you know, it, it's a, um, you know, it makes it a lot worthwhile to me. I it think. definitely, definitely does. And what I was saying back with, if they, if they go back with the movie franchise, I, I mean, I, I don't mind the Calvin timeline. I don't mind the way the ships look, everything else. You can keep the ships, but for God's sake, can we, can we bring back the wrath of Khan? Uh, mm-hmm. y- uniform is back, and plus two. Listen, I was on my way. I, I, I'm on my way to the donut shop today. I was thinking about, hmm, if they redid the motion picture after reading the autobiography of James T. Kirk. My God, that probably if they would put in put in the details in from the autobiography into a movie with Pine and with that cast. And with redoing V'ger up a little bit and, and making and I mean still listen, still having the beauty shots of the fucking enterprise because you being listen, you being you being a ship mark, 
that probably should have been one of your favorite parts of oh. the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the only part of the movie I like. Yeah. Oh, stop. When you when when you, <laughs> you 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 still include that, but there was so much political um, political BS that Kirk had to get mm-hmm. through. With if if you heard a little bit in the movie where Scotty goes, huh, you got through Nog- no Nogera, you definitely deserve to get this ship." That Nogera and Kirk were at odds. Mm-hmm. If you tell that story and you basically tell the lives of how the crew was after that mission. To me, and fighting V'ger and basically fighting like you know what. This is something that we created. This is artificial intelligence coming back to mm-hmm. kill us, basically calling us inferior, which is probably what's going to happen in the future anyways. You know, see, yeah. I.e. Terminator, all that other stuff. I think that would probably be, it would probably be the best uh, movie in, bar none would be the best movie in the franchise if they redid it that way, with mm-hmm. maybe with, with a little bit of better writing. Oh, now with the modern special effects. So, mm-hmm. Maybe, just maybe. Yeah. Paramount. Yeah, Paramount. They can will, do that. We'll hear this and, and they'll redo it because because you yeah. imagine that scene with a refit uh, enterprise of the Calvin timeline. That'd be cool. <laughs> just saying. Cool. I'm yeah. throwing it out there into the universe, people. Well, technically, they did. Well, no, they rebuilt it. You know, they re. So it wasn't a refit. They rebuilt it at the end of you know beyond. Well, yeah. I mean, it, was it got end, destroyed. Yeah. Um, so. But you know, uh, and so real quick, it's uh fifty nine ninety nine a year. Okay. Uh, it says limited commercials one week free fifty nine a year thereafter for your plan. Save fifty percent off a monthly price with the annual plan. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you want commercial free, it's ninety nine ninety nine for the year after. But then if you put in the code uh, Paramount Plus, like you get- spell the whole thing out, yeah, that's going to get you fifty percent off that. Wow. So you know, I, I mean. To me, that's almost worth it, you know. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I mean, because you get so, so much content there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there, there's so much out there nowadays. Like, you don't even know like where to begin, even, even with a, a free service. Because I have, uh, I am uh, DB Plus. I have it on Amazon because I'm a member mm-hmm. there. Literally, the shows they have there, the old shows, everything else, you can get lost with that. Everything. I mean. The, the the amount of contents out there for people to 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 watch is just unreal and especially yeah. with that that deal commercial free yeah really 99 a year and then you take half off so you're you're what 50 bucks 50 you know, bucks. This, you're, you're 100 bucks you're, you're 50 bucks for a commercial free for a year that's you pretty know good. that's a pretty good deal you know i yeah. mean you just cancel at the end it's, of the year you know 50.99 job yeah and they go like a limited commercial you know yeah, exactly I mean, yeah you know, but I mean, uh, still, you know, it's it's a good deal. And then, even if you don't like Star Trek, which why are you listening to a Star Trek podcast? But exactly, there's there's so much more stuff. I know I know our personalities are engaging, and people want to listen to us. And we're just uh, too, we are yeah. we're two incredibly handsome men, and we yes, have sexy we voices and yes, sexy sexy voices. Sexy so I give voice. you if if you're listening to it and you just love our voice just because you want to hear us, that's fine. And if you don't like Star Trek, that's okay. There's so much that CBS has under their umbrella in Viacom and Paramount that you're going to get. I mean, exactly. It really makes the cost palatable, you know, mm-hmm. to do that annual plan and go, yeah, I'm not going to pay a monthly plan. I'll pay, you know, and a yearly plan for that. And, you know, I mean, I do that with Amazon, but I mean, I get Amazon Prime, you get the shipping, you get all that kind of stuff, plus yeah. all the movies and, and things. And that's where I'm like, okay, this rivals that value. I'm not getting 
the value in the sense of where I, when I buy items, I get them in two day shipping and things along those lines, but I'm getting the value with the, you know, and then of course you get Amazon music and, you know, and Kindle and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of value with Amazon. Um, and I can watch the original series, but if I want to watch the movies or if I want to watch something else, this platform has just made it so much better to where oh, yeah. like, okay, do I really want to pay for this or do I want to pay for Hulu? I don't know. You know, I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be a better option. Plus you get live sports, you get live things that are shown on CBS, you oh, know, wow. so you can watch your stuff live if you really want to. Um, it's really good. I think, I think CBS has really uh, with this all access and the Paramount plus thing, I think they've seen what people are doing and they've really learned a lot of really good lessons and they're, yeah. they're moving forward to, Provide the content that the people need, but keeping it at a price point that is just palatable for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, like somebody says, well, you have CBS All Access, you have Hulu, you have Netflix, you have, and then by this time you cut the cord from cable, but now you're paying as much as you did with cable for <laughs> you know all these streaming services. So it, it really becomes a point of once again, as Stevie said last week uh, about you know if you're having financial issues or waiting on that stimulus check, exactly. Don't make, don't make the purchase. Don't but be like, these purchases. Yeah, you know, think about your budget and how what it is, and mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, like like for me, I don't watch regular TV except for Friday Night SmackDown because I have to. Um, oh and God. So, uh, Yeah, I know, I know. I, yeah, it was it Terrible. was bad. Awful. And so, um, but if you so if you don't, if you just watch TV whenever you have free time, boy, this is a good option for you. Yeah. And and especially if you you know just sit down and look at the catalog of what they've got as a CBS show, and you're going, okay, I like that show. I like that. Okay, all right, this is this is a good deal. So you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it's really I think a, a thing that's become, you know, I don't want to call it a, a Hulu killer, but I want to say it's it's up there now with Hulu, with Netflix, with where you really got to consider your choices here. Yeah. You know, especially if you're a Star Trek fan, you know, do I pay for Netflix and you know, you know, I can watch the original series and the in and just the the series that were on TV, but I get the short treks with this. I get the movies. I get all the stuff. You know, with all the different things. Plus, I get the new shows. You know, that are coming out. I think if you're a truck fan, this is a better value than like Netflix. Oh yeah. You know, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I think it's a better value. Um, you know, maybe than Hulu because you know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't seen Hulu in a long time. I mean, unless you bundle it, I think the only value Hulu has is you have to bundle with Disney Plus and and mm-hmm. ESPN. I think that makes it a decent you know value. Yeah, but if you yeah. if you do if you do Hulu on its own and compare it, I don't think it's the same value. No. Um, so you know, as a Trek fan, if if I can, I would say really look at this seriously. And like I said, go. Uh, go 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 log in go try to you know do that and then use the code paramount plus it doesn't do anything for us but we're wanting to save you money you get 50 percent off exactly and you know we want we're here for the fans we're here for the people so go get 50 percent off and then you're able to watch all the trek you want and um, especially the new stuff whether you exactly. like the new stuff or not it's more star trek Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, we're going to have five shows in production this year, which means we're going to have a wealth of shows coming out in the next, mm-hmm. you know, six to 12 months from now. We're going to have lots of shows that you're going to be able yes. to watch, you know, and be able to go. This was so good. So, and Stevie Richards is not going to watch a single one. <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> you know, I would, I honestly, though, would love to have him watch Lower Deck and see what he really thought. 
You know, I think yeah, I, cause, cause I think I mean, he I think he would dig that. I think I, he I, really I think would. he dig Lord Dex too because yeah. Lord Dex Lord Dex doesn't get his shit in. Yeah. And, and and they're not afraid to make fun of Star Trek. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like that's the whole point of it is they make fun of Star Trek as only Star Trek can. You know they, exactly. They, you know, and it, it, that's the thing about it that I think I really like um, is that they don't pull punches on themselves. Mm-hmm. They let it go, and that's their thing. So uh, you know, if nothing else, for those things, or those reasons, go watch that. Save fifty percent. Type in Paramount Plus. All words. No, you know, no like. Um, and then the the news article that I had it, it had it all capitalized. I don't know if you have to have it all caps or not, but Paramount Plus type it out. Save you fifty percent, and mm-hmm. you know, remember your boys on the Academy who gave you. Oh yeah! Kind of all right, so we got one more story. Last one for all the right. day. Last one for the day, and then we're. I know you're ready to start. What we're going to be talking about today? No, no, actually, so, I, I'm, I'm excited for the news. So. I know. I always well. enjoy the news. Yeah, and so the last one today. So there is a new retro style web based game called Star Trek Kobayashi Maru that promises oh. to be nearly impossible to beat. So, um, you know, the Kobayashi Maru was introduced in Wrath of Khan and has become, you know, this thing of lore. Nobody can beat it. And Kirk is the only one. Oh, and so, how, yeah, right, which he cheated. And so uh, I, if you've seen some of the pictures of this, it's very cool. It's very retro. It's, it, it's a, Scopely is the name of the company. Uh, mm-hmm. They were makers of the Starfleet uh, Star Trek Fleet Command game. Okay, they they lost and launched the Kobayashi Maru. It's a free decision driven retro style web based game that brings the iconic Kobe Maru, a Kobayashi Maru li- test to life, and it promises the game is fun to play but nearly impossible to beat. So like <laughs> they list, so they show how you do things. They list the number of fails that you have on the side, <laughs> you know. And you, of course, it's it's one of those kind of like oh uh, where you make a choice, kind of like choose your own adventure type thing. Yeah. So it says. And you lose. Uh, yeah, and you exactly. Die. Yeah, Lieutenant, you die. Says, Lieutenant Jira, no power to the weapons or propulsion. Captain Klingons are firing another salvo. Jettison the log buoy or all hands abandoned ship. So you have to make those choices. Uh, it's got kind of an 80s, kind of 8 bit retro work, but it still looks very nice. And um, so, like, uh, Admiral Zay, another confet has likewise failed. It took four minutes in, you know, for them to fail or whatever. Uh, like, do you want to keep going or no? Set it up again, you know, kind of thing. Um, Captain, you are dead with along with your entire bridge crew. You know what I mean? One minute, one fail. So it took a minute. You're, you're Five dead. minutes, three fails, you know. Um, quitting the test is always an option. There's one screen that says oh that. Uh, I can't uh, I, I can't wait to see the angry video game nerd uh, yeah. do a review of this. I'm just get pissed off every time he does. All right, listen to this. The odds of beating this game, the Kobe Ashimaru, are at around one out of 10,000. Um, the three players to find the. I'll take those odds. Yeah. So it says there are the three fastest players to find the hack and defeat the simulation will win big prizes, including CBS all access lifetime subscription and limited edition Star Trek collectibles. Hmm. So, and then apparently uh, they brought in George Takei to voice an introductory trailer and challenges the fans to try to beat the unbeatable. Apparently he taunts you about it, you know? So, uh, so it's if you go to kobayashimaru.com, you can start playing. And if you're one of the three fastest people to do it and find the hack to beat it, and they show the windscreen and it says 46 seconds, zero fails. Uh, if you're the wow. first person, if first three people do that, 
you can win a CBS All Access Lifetime subscription and limited Star Trek uh, collectible. That's some of the big prizes. Hey, that Lifetime All Access um, subscription. I mean, I with which what's about to happen with the pair, you know, with the Paramount Plus, what's about to happen? Boy, that's gonna be that's gonna be worth it. You know, what I mean, golly. So uh, it's interesting to say the least. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing. I might go over and play it just for the fun of it and see, see what it's like, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, what was Kobayashimaru.com? Yes, Star Trek. It's just Kobayashi Maru. So, for those of you who can't spell K O B A Y A S H I can't spell it A S H I M A R U.com. So, Kobayashi Maru put out by Scopely. Um, apparently, I... you can get it on on the iPhone or on Google Play as well. So, um, so here's the welcome screen when you pull it up. Cadet, welcome to the Kobayashi Maru simulation. Thank you. Got a shot at surviving the universe's most unbeatable game and showing Starfleet your captain material. Race against other cadets and the clock for the fastest time trial. Complete the simulation with one of the top three best results and win prizes. Prize package full of galaxies, rarest treasures. Don't say we didn't warn you. Death is all but inevitable. Good luck. All right. I can't. I can't wait. This yeah. Is, this. This is. This is. It is loading up right now. So. Uh, uh, so after we're done with the podcast, I'll I'll die a few times. I'll be like, well, <laughs> guess he picked um, the wrong fucking captain. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, that's interesting. So that that's our last news of the day. I figured we did another fun one. Uh, mm-hmm. Now you can see if you live up to being Kirk and beating the Kobayashi Maru. Uh, and if you do it, maybe you'll win some prizes. Exactly. And if you do, remember your boys from from the academy. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. So that's ends our news today. So let's transition to our main point, which Triple D. I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one because this all is right. a TOS episode. Uh, this, so is my, this is my special. Day. This is your special. We know this, this is, is your special. love. So all tell right. Us. So the episode that I decided to pick and I ran it by John to see if uh, he was up for it, which he was, which is good, is uh, – oh, don't shake your head, man. Listen, I mean, I, no, I'm not going to – no, it's like, obviously I would be up for it. I'm not – I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. This fucking old bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so I picked – it was a um, – it, it, was, it was an episode that probably should have been – the second episode ever in Star Trek, but because of um, the 1960s having limited uh, special effects and CBS being uh, uh, cheap as all hell when it came to producing the show, it actually was the 11th episode in the original series in the first season. It is the, the one, the only one of the most famous ones, the Carbomite Maneuver. So the Carbomite Maneuver first... You know, it's um, was the first was had a lot of firsts. It was the first show to feature Dr. McCoy. It should have been the first show to feature Dr. McCoy. Was also the first uh, uh, Star Trek uh, show to have Kirk do his monologue because in the pilot there Kirk didn't do his monologue in the pilot. So when he goes space, you know, the Final Frontier, he did that. Right. That was the first episode that he did it in, but obviously it was the eleventh episode of 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 the series, so people already heard it. Uh, 
Also, too, uh, in this episode, Uhura is not wearing a red dress. She's wearing command gold because, because, you know, they really didn't know what to do with the whole, you know, red and command, all that other stuff. So there was kind of on the fly. Let's just say that. Also, too, another little fun fact uh, is the first one where Spock said fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is the supposed the first one where he said where he said fascinating. The 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 um the the script called for Spock to be in fear of the giant uh the giant's fear when it brings the Enterprise in. The the director, I think the director's team was Spranger, was like, no, nah, I don't think so. So he told Nimoy to kind of like improvise it. And Nimoy said fascinating. So that's where uh Spock's famous term came from. Mm-hmm. But uh, but enough of these fun little facts. I'll sprinkle them in while we go on with the episode. The show opens up with uh, them cha- charting star maps. Boring as all hell, obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you know you'd rather be discovering new worlds, meeting new races. But they're out in the farthest reaches of the galaxy out there, where no other Federation. What do you do? You chart star maps for other starships to know about it. Exactly. So, you know, Spock's over there. And Spock's showing a lot of emotion when he's doing it. Didn't, didn't you notice he was showing a lot of emotion? When he was like... I, it was hard. Like, I, I, like, there are times where I felt like he, he was, but there are other times, like, I'm trying to figure out if he's just... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it, it was really weird because it wasn't, like... It, it was more emotion that like I'm used to seeing from Spock, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it wasn't like overt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the, I don't know. I, like, it's hard for me to kind of say that he was emotion. He was full of emotion. Yeah. But at the same time, like I felt like a lot of it was more of that sense of urgency to, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of it was more of just that, you know, we, we got to get this stuff done or this yeah. is what's happening and, you know, trying to inflect his voice in a way to make sure that we understand this is serious kind of thing, which yeah. I mean, I guess is emotion, but mm-hmm. you know, I, it was, it wasn't like he, I, I saw it register on his face as emotion as much, Yeah, you know, but yeah. I, I can see your point of view too, where it, it felt like he showed more emotion. Yeah. So, you know? so, 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 so we're doing the charting and, you know, the uh, the the it wasn't the helms, no, the um, the navigator Bailey, mm-hmm. Lieutenant Bailey, is complaining that's boring and stuff. And all of a sudden, we get some excitement because <laughs> out of nowhere comes this fucking cube, yeah, this like bright colored cube that's spinning. Now, now, when you first saw the cube, obviously, what did you think it was, John? I mean, it, honestly, it like I felt like it was almost something like Q like. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, but you know, because my my initial connection with stuff like that was 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 Q, and so mm-hmm. it felt very Q like, and and um, you know, I'm like, no, that's not Q because he's not introduced till T, you know, TNG. So um, I was well, just kind of going, well, well, well wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe just maybe you could look back to Q, the original series, the Squire of Gathos. Was a Q-like figure with a lot True. of omnipotent omip- uh, powers and stuff. True. So maybe, just maybe, this the squire of uh, Tr- Trelane was the, was maybe Q grown up. But 
none none of the less but yeah so so you thought it was cute which which is a really good guess yeah because it's like this cube just comes out of nowhere and it, it's it's it, you know there's no sense of propulsion or anything mm-hmm. it's just spinning multicolored you know just real vibrant and just spinning and you know of course it moves kind of where they are kind of like when q would pull, throw up that barrier you know they would yep. try to move and the barrier would follow them and stuff it had a lot of similar properties so it was hard not to think q at that moment um that mm-hmm. you know he was but i was like well no this is not that but it gave me that same kind of vibe so i was kind of interesting yeah. in seeing what's next because i mean mm-hmm. it's been so long since i've seen this this episode and you know, I don't remember TOS episodes as well as I do some of the TNG ones or exactly. DS9. So I was like, okay, all right, I'm interested. I'm ready to see where this is going. And, you know, at the same time, too, it's very interesting to me because, like, Bailey was complaining. And then the moment the crap hits the fan, it felt like he didn't know what to do. You know, exactly, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, oh, oh, yeah. And he's like that scared little kid, you know, yeah. going, you know, what's happening? And because it's, it's very interesting to see, because it's not it's not Chekhov, it's 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 Sulu, and then you got you know Bailey right next to him, and they're calling the Navigator, which to me implies that he flies the ship, which mm-hmm. I thought that's what Hulu you know Sulu was. He was the pilot. Mm-hmm. He flew the ship. So kind of relearning the dichotomy of how things worked on the Enterprise at that time, and you know, I just found it very interesting. And it's very funny because like. Bailey would do something and Hulu would just kind of give him this look like, what are you doing? Like, what are you, doing? Yeah. you know, you know, and it's very interesting that, you know, and I think that's just common with, within life. The people who are like, Oh yeah, man, well, I'm going to be ready to do what I want. And I'll be able you know, I'm, you know, I'll get my guns or whatever. But the people who say that are the people less ready to be able to step up when needed. You know, they're mm-hmm. the ones who are going to freeze. They're the ones who are going to, you know, be, the one who causes issues, they're not going to be that person you can really depend on because yeah. they're brash and they're bold and they're whatever, but they're not, they're not really, yeah, you know, and they're not really the, the ones who they've, they've never really been tested. So they don't exactly know how they react, yeah. you know, whereas a, 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 a true person would be like, well, I don't know, you know, we'd have to see and I have to make choices and rely on my mm. training. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of, where, you know, I think it was a very interesting dichotomy. Once again, I think of Rodberry just speaking on the nature of humanity in general. I did find it very interesting. They called it a United Earth vessel as well. Yes. You know, uh, you know, even though he had a Klingon, I mean, a Vulcan on board, you know, it's like, uh, all right. So we are Starfleet, but we're not Starfleet, you know. Yeah, I just, it's, it's so it's very funny to watch these episodes <laughs> and kind of see... The differences. Yeah, the differences and and what they would eventually become to be. So. Yeah. So, so so obviously they run into the cube and they try to get away from it, but the cube keeps on following them, as you said. So Bailey kind of like shows a little bit of emotion, and Spock goes, "No need to raise your voice, Lieutenant." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously they they do the alert, red alert, but it's conditional alert, as it says on their conditional alert, mm-hmm. so red alert. So, uh, so then they pan down to uh, Kirk down in McCoy's office, where McCoy's making perform a physical. Where I don't know what the hell that machine was he was using, just having him like it's like a reverse stopper, and I mean it, it looked like a killer workout. I was like, hmm, hey, yeah, you might want to try that piece of equipment, man. But I know, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so obviously, you know, McCoy sees the red, 
the red alert looks at it goes no <laughs> just only Kate Kate babes the alert Kate babes the yeah alert. yeah it doesn't <laughs> he, he keeps the alarm off and he's just watching the red light go and off then, and yeah like, and then eventually he's like all right all right get off and then Kirk sees it you know obviously you know Kirk is chapped about it and yeah and then so and then you know Kirk <laughs> goes why didn't you tell me about the alert if I told you everything about it, what am I what am I, old moonshot doctor or something? Yeah, yeah. And Kirk Lee's and McCoy goes, if I jumped every time a red light came on, I'd be talking to myself. So I just, I just, I, I, I love McCoy's saltiness and just everything about McCoy. He's just such a great, great yeah. character in in the uh, Star Trek series. So obviously, Kirk goes up to to like the bridge, and you know they they kind of assess the situation, and Bailey. Bailey just wants to say, Bailey says, we just blast it. Why don't we just blast and just get out of the way? And then Kirk makes the remark, when it's democracy, I'll ask you for your opinion. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good line. That was a great line. So then obviously the, all, the all have a meeting, all the department heads have, have a meeting and they try to figure something out here, you know, like what they're going to do. And so eventually like, listen, you know, we're just going to try to, I'll run it and, and I'll gun it. Mm-hmm. If the if the if if the time came forward where they have to gun it down, mm-hmm. so they so they try to do it, doesn't work. The cube's following them even at like warp, warp five, warp yeah, six. Yeah. Okay. So here's my question about that. So they showed they were going like warp, you know, warp speed or whatever, and then they're but they never say they, they drop out of warp speed, and then they show them firing on the cube. Mm-hmm. So does that mean they were going backwards in warp? Well. Like, you know, okay. There was a YouTube video that I posted on the Academy HMG Facebook group. So, guys, go check that video out. It was actually oh. was um, the cover my maneuver where the, it showed them going up to the cube, and with and with the music from the cube as well. Which I love that piece of music by Fred yeah. Steiner. It's no, a that, great. That it's a great piece of music. So, and it shows them. So they go up to the cube and stops. And then shows eighteen hours later them trying to avoid the cube, and then. Shows them going backwards into warp and shows them firing on the cube because all the radiation the cube has, mm-hmm. it takes them out of warp, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's and that was made by by a fan. That's when Steve was talking about the content creators, the fans creating stuff. That's a fan creation that's just unbelievable. It's done so well and so good. So mm-hmm. I think I think you're right. I think the ship does drop out of warp due to the radiation from from the cube and everything else. So I don't. I mean, it's once again. This is the 1960s. This was the sec the the second episode ever written of of Star Trek. So obviously there are some holes in it, but mm-hmm. that's what makes it fun for us, the fans, to go through and to basically fill those holes up. Mm-hmm. So obviously, so obviously after after they blow the cube up during the cube, when the cube was following them, Kirk was giving orders to Bailey to basically, you know, listen, you know, get. Fire the phasers, fire the phasers. Billy was freezing up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the radiation is reaching the tolerance level. We can only take a radiation, this amount of radiation for a few more seconds or we're cooked. And so it, they need to be pinpoint precision. And Bailey just kind of froze up a little bit. So Kirk gets mad, says, listen, I want the entire bridge to do, you know, battle simulations and battle drills. And then mm-hmm. that's where McCoy gets on. McCoy goes, 
Billy wasn't ready for this for this promotion. You're pushing him too hard. Right. So then we get into the human psyche is, you know, did he, you know, was he ready for command? You know, even though Kirk thought he was ready for command, psychology, psychic-wise, it was he ready? Did he have hmm. the mental capacity to handle a situation like that? And obviously it's showing that he doesn't. So um, this shows a flaw in all in all human nature, no matter no matter because you know we're not robots that right eventually it doesn't matter who who we are, we're gonna freeze up. And yeah. this is and this is these are Starfleet trained officers, these are the, the cream of the crop. These are guys that went through the academy, guys that have gone through the Kobayashi Maru test. I mean, you know, these guys have known that when it's a no-win situation or when shit's on the line, you know, they know how to react. But even under those type of commit under those type of circumstances, human beings, we will freeze up and we will get scared a little bit. So so then after that, you know, Kirk and McCoy go down to Kirk's uh quarters because, you know, just just talk some things out. And mm-hmm. we have Yeoman Ran walks in. Yeah. Yeah. And Travis I mean, doesn't doesn't take crap from him. Like walks no. in and is like, oh, this is you're gonna eat now. This is time mm-hmm. for you to eat, and like puts the meal in front of him and then salad. Oh well, this is you got a dietary salad. <laughs> well, what? And it's like what? well, per Dr. McCoy's orders. Oh, you were up a couple pounds. Couple like, pounds. I'm like, whoa. And like, but she did not take any crap from him no, whatsoever. And we yeah. know we see how he was like. I can't believe they gave me a woman, a uh, female yeoman, and he's, <laughs> you already see kind of like that Kirk going, ah, women, all right, uh, I don't know how I'm going to handle this kind of thing. Yeah, it was, it was very funny to me. It was, uh, yeah, you know, it was so. a good scene. Yeah, it was a good scene. So then, obviously, after you know they're sitting there getting ready to eat, it comes the red alert again, and you hear Sue saying, "This is not a drill." Yeah, because they were testing. He, you, you heard over the audio the whole time yeah. the, the tests that they were running. Yeah, so they're being pulled into a tractor beam into this giant, gigantic sphere. And as I said before, this is where you know everyone's in fear because everyone's like, you know, what, what is this gigantic sphere that's pulling us in? That has this amount of pull and this amount of like power to pull us in there. And you see, everyone faces a fear on everyone. Mm-hmm. You see Spock. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was when that was Spock's, and that's when I guess that, that should have been the time where Spock uttered that word. Mm-hmm. Not after eleven fucking episodes of the original series. Right. But like you said, this is this is uh you know, it was supposed to be number two. Yeah, this and, is supposed to be number two, yeah. And and so I mean I think you could see that because like um, you know. You, the whole uniform, and then with Spock, his uniform didn't—it didn't look quite right. It no. wasn't what we would see later on. Yeah, um, you know, with everybody else, Kirk's kind of looked right, but everybody else, it was kind of like, um, you know, I, I just uh, I find it interesting because you see it, and you see there's familiarity to the episode, but you're going, so it's not quite right. It's a little yeah. off. You know, it's a little. You know, thing which is very funny because the episode after this is the menagerie one and menagerie. two. Yeah, you know, and you great. but you see, yeah, great. And so, but you see the the shirt fits Spock. You know, and then everything looks right and everything. Yeah. So it's just very funny to kind of watch some of these, and because they're not in the order of when they were produced, you get some of these incongruencies 
um, in the show, and uh, it, it just kind of throws you off a little bit. So, yeah. But it's you know it's still fun. It's not doesn't oh, yeah. take away from the show. It just it's very interesting to see how it that is. Yeah. Out. Yeah. So they come to the cube, and they're all like, "What the heck's going on?" And all of a sudden, this voice comes. You know, Bailey's like, "I'm I'm I'm getting a message through my you know you know through my navigational field." And the voice they put they put it on, put it on the ship Y thing, and it's and it's Baylock, basically saying you know that they violated the space and they blew up a warning buoy, and that's what the cube was. It was a warning buoy, even though the cube didn't say anything to. Them. Would have been be good if the cube would have said, "Listen, you're entering in the first federation space, you know, turn around and go back." It didn't. It didn't say that. Instead, it just emitted harmful radiation where it could kill human beings. So, and uh, then Balak obviously, you know, takes a probe of their ship, you know, gets control of the record banks, mm -hmm. makes copies of it and goes over it. And, you know, and obviously Kirk is pleading with him, listen, you know, just let us go. We'll just, you know, we're, we're, we apologize that we violated space. This thing, the other thing, you know, we, 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 we meant no harm. And Balak's like, no, you, you guys are warlike creatures. You blew up the warning buoy. And we're going to destroy your ship. Mm -hmm. And this is probably one of my favorite. You know, you know, I'm sure many of you have a deity or deities. Yeah, you should uh, pray to them or find comfort in them. We give you ten of your Earth periods, which are called minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, it was great. So that was a good one. And during this whole time, it, it to to me, it's like you got ten minutes to the ten minutes to live before this entity blows blows your shit up. Wouldn't you be thinking of how to try, you know, to like get out of it? Mm -hmm. So Spock, who's the smartest guy there, Spock's like, Spock's like concerned to find how this guy Balak looks. Did, did you did, did did you notice that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's 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 interesting. And then Sulu's there with with the freaking clock, giving down minutes, and 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 and, and who cracks like a fucking egg under the pressure? Yeah. Oh, what's in the Bailey? Bailey, exactly. And Bailey goes nuts. Yeah. Bailey tells him, you know, how can you do this? Spock cares about what he looks. Sulu's giving a time. And this girl goes, my God, he's keeping a counter. And so it's just, and so Bailey freaks out and Kirk sends him out. And uh, so then all of a sudden, you know, Kirk tries pleading with him again, you know, listen, you know, don't, don't kill us, you know, because, and Bailey actually keeps saying, you six minutes, five minutes. Mm -hmm. So then, Kirk and Spock talk to each other. And Kirk's asking, you know, what do you got for options? And Spock goes, this is like chess. And unfortunately, check me. Kirk looks at him. Kirk goes, is that the best you got? Is, is that the best you got to tell me you have no options? Mm -hmm. And Spock's like, sorry, I, I regret, Captain, I have no options. Spock saying sorry and showing emotion like that? I mean, come on. So that's obviously you know this is a, this this is a, this this is a little different mm -hmm. and uh but mind you while this is all going on kirk's got to think about the four the over the 400 lives he's got on the ship trying to save his own life and trying you know to save federation property because you're talking this is like a ship that costs in the, in the billions of dollars trillions of dollars so he's trying to figure a way how, how to get out of it he's got mccoy in his ear telling him about bailey Saying, you know, oh, you know, Bailey, you know, say he cracked under pressure and 
And Kurt goes, I don't care, blah, 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 saying this and that. And, and, they, and they get into a giant argument. And I guess uh, Kirk says, to, or McCoy or Kirk say the word bluff. And all of a sudden, that gives a light bulb into Kirk's head. Bluff. Mm. Now, what's a game that you can win at by ha having a hand that isn't, isn't as great? A little bit of poker. Exactly. Of poker. Exactly. So, so Kirk's like, so even Kirk tells Spock, Mr. Spock, this isn't chess. This is poker. So this is where Kirk gets the idea to put on the radio where he talks about, you know, the Earthship covered in a substance called Corbomite, where if if another ship attacks it, it, it reflects it back and it'll destroy that ship. So he tells Balak that. Even as he's telling Balak that, Balak's like, Two minutes, mm -hmm. you know, like Balak's like, I don't give a shit what you got on, on that ship. But after Kirk is done, you know, he just see what happens. The two minutes goes up. Time is up. Nothing happens. Balak wants to know what the cover might is. And Kirk's like, no. And that's it. So obviously the bluff worked. And you see Spock. Spock's like Spock's like so 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 intrigued by it. He's like, oh my god, you know it, what is this poker that, that you speak of? He's like he wants to learn this game, and it's crazy because because you would see Kirk and uh, Kirk and McCoy they would have like this gigantic banter with each other, where you know, where McCoy would say humans are more superior, and then you have McCoy and just in the most warmest friendliest manner go to spock i'll teach you spock <laughs> like star trek episode yeah well so, and i find it very funny too because we know how big poker plays into tng yeah and that's one of the ways data learns to be human mm -hmm. is playing poker and learning exactly, how to love yeah. and learn yeah. so, like it, it's very funny now Having seen TNG and watched it and watched the episodes where Data and they're playing poker, like the episode where Riker bluffs Data and you know Data begins to play and figure out how to play poker. Yeah, to see that, like to when this when this was mentioned, I was just like, oh wow! So I was able to connect it with the TNG yes. episodes, and this is how Data learns kind of more about being human exactly. from playing poker. And I just thought, okay, that's that's pretty dang cool, you mm -hmm. know. That now I wonder if. It makes you wonder if the writers, uh, Moore and all those guys, were were thought have thought about, you know, oh, this is this is what's going on, from and this was mentioned here. So I mean, that would be a pretty deep dive and pull, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I would not be surprised because because a lot of those writers that wrote for the original series, they did write some. They, they did write some episodes for uh, for our next gen as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was some recycling of those ideas and stuff. So, so as, so as you, Kirk is able to bluff and save everyone on the enterprise, Balak, you know, throws, throws in another twist. He goes, he, so he sends his little scout ship and he goes, I'm in command of this small scout ship. Mm -hmm. Go to tow you to a planet that will sustain your life. You will disembark and your ship will be destroyed. Which I'm like, why is he having them disembark off the ship if he's just going to destroy it? I mean, I don't. I mean, maybe, maybe Balak isn't that big of a mass murderer after all, where he's just going to murder you know 430 people just because they violated um, space. 
his eyes uh, space space territory. Right. So as the ship is pulling, you know, Kirk Kirk gets the idea. He goes, "That's a small ship pulling a big ship like this. Let's try something here." So he tells them to get the you know to put the engines to basically put the engines at full power, full capacity to try to like break the tractor beam and try to you know overheat uh, Balox engines on that small ship. Well, in the process, it does work. But in the process, okay, he almost cooks the Enterprise's motors, you know, Enterprise's engines, you know. Scotty yeah. comes up. Scotty comes up. Scotty's like, what the fuck, man? Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, What's going on yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, like, I think I, it was very funny to see Scotty. Yeah. So, yeah. Kind of like, yeah. what are y'all doing? You what, know? The, what the hell are you guys doing, man? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, so, obviously, so the Alex ship is, 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 toast you know the motors are shot the motors right. are shot and there's a distress call coming from Balak's ship saying that you know his engines are down and his life support system is failing kirk immediately says turn around we need we need to go save him yeah So you go back and go back into the ship and the sky goes, sir, you better duck. It's a small space in there. So they get beamed upon, they get beamed aboard Balak's ship. And people that go aboard Balak's ship, Kirk, McCoy, and Bailey. Bailey, who redeemed himself because towards the end of the countdown, he came back on the ship and showed remorse for what he said and mm-hmm. went back down on his post and actually did a pretty good job after that. So all three of them being beam aboard Baylock's little little vessel and they find Baylock and they, they draw the phasers on him because like you know this guy is he was a scary looking alien. Come to find out it's a puppet. It's not really who Baylock is. So and up in the and fun fact, if you go to um, the Star Trek original series set in Ticonderoga, New York, mm-hmm. that prop is actually in a, a, a display case. I've seen it up close and personal. Wow! It is a scary looking puppet, man. Let me tell you something. Would not want to wake up at night and have that thing staring me in the face. Okay, it would probably give me a heart attack. <laughs> I bet. So, um, <coughs> so. So they look, and all of a sudden, you hear this like, like this angelic, like little kid voice yell out to him, you know. And it's Balak, and Balak looks like a seven, seven-year-old kid that played Balak is Clint Howard, who is a famous actor from uh, yep. from the from the Apollo <coughs> movies, and also to the brother of Ron Howard. Oh uh, yeah. So they go and they sit down. They're talking to Balak and. You know, Balak's like, you know, I had to make sure that you guys are your that your intention was honorable. Because, you know, he said that, you know, records can be falsified. Yeah. So so he sits there and all of a sudden this drink comes out. And it's called Tranya. And he goes, Captain Kirk, you have many, many questions. But first, the Tranya. First we yeah. must from Tranya. So they're all looking at the Tranya, like, what is this shit? Is this shit poison? Is it gonna kill mm-hmm. us? Bilek's like, gentlemen, it's good. He drinks it, and Tranya was ruby red grapefruit juice. 
And at the time, Clint Howard hated ruby red grapefruit juice. Oh, it was wow. disgusting. But you know, he but like but like a good actor, he got it down, sold it as being really good, and that was it. So so then they're talking about it, and you know, McCoy and Kirk both asked me, you know, where's your crew? They like laughs. He goes, Ah, it's just me. I run everything from this small scout ship. Mm-hmm. But Bilek says that he's lonely. He doesn't have companionship. He doesn't know when to talk to. And he goes, I'd like to have anyone here to talk to, even an alien. And uh, you see Bailey begin to smile a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kirk looks over and Kirk goes, Tender Bailey, you, you wouldn't happen to know a volunteer to help Balak here because Balak also said that they share information back and forth as well, which I'm sure, you know, Balak knows stuff that would help out the Federation, medical, you know, and, and medical technology, you know, war, you know, like war strategies, whatever, you know, because I mean, obviously he's a very intelligent being. So, so Kirk asked Bailey and Bailey goes, I'd love to volunteer. And Bailey goes, so you're the best that humanity has to offer. And Bailey, <laughs> yeah. and Bailey goes, Oh no, I'm not. He goes, I'm, I'm going to make mistakes, you know, but I'm definitely going to learn from my mistakes. And Kirk goes, that's the thing about humanity. We're able to learn from our mistakes and, and move on. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that's how, and then the, the show, and then Balak laughs and takes uh, Kirk and everyone out for a tour of the ship. And Balak goes, you know, Captain, me and you are alike. We're both proud of our ships. You know, and it's a very feel-good moment mm-hmm. at the end of the show. And that was the Carbomite Maneuver. Yeah, it's interesting because it was 37 minutes, you know. Yeah. Uh, at, looking at the runtime of it, when you look at it on... Um, and this is the remastered versions that you could see on Netflix and on um, uh, uh, Amazon Prime, which is what I have um, to watch them on. Um, but you know, it's it's very interesting to watch because it you know you used to you're used to shows being longer yeah in that time period uh, than this. Like you know, thirty seven minutes is a weird time to kind of have the it show. It is a weird time, yeah. You know, and 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 do it so. I just found it very interesting that, but it was a great episode because it was so unique, so mm-hmm. different. Um, yeah. You have very young Ron Howard. I mean, looking like an infant almost kind of thing. Yeah. You know, very, you know, no hair on his head, wearing the weird costume. Look, I mean, seriously, he looked like a talking baby almost the way they kind of put yeah. him in the thing. Um, but, you know, just the, you know, the, the story of the fallacy of man and how man can be redeemed with Bailey, um, you know, and, and you, you heard McCoy talk about how, what do you see a little bit of, of yourself in him, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, and, 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 you know, whereas Kirk's like, I know what he can be because I can see myself in him kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's just very interesting to me and uh, to watch this episode. And, but then, like I said, you see the callbacks that you can go, you could tie into TOS, but you could also tie into TNG and some of the other episodes, mm-hmm. you know, the, the poker, talking about poker and, and bluffing and, and doing these different things. And how many captains have we seen bluff their way out of situations before? I mean, Kirk, many captains, you know, many yeah, captains. Kirk, Kirk being the example of that kind yeah. of stuff, you know, and just, you know, it, it's just, it's just unique um, on how, um, you know, they go about doing things. And the fact that here's Kirk looking like he's like maybe a year older than Bailey. And he and, they, and McCoy says something like, you know, you've been at this 11 years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
you know, and it's just kind of crazy how mm-hmm. things all work and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I just, you know, it, it's, it's so fun to watch these um, when you look at it in a modern time, because man, this is the you know 60s era, you know, 1967 to 69. And you're watching these things. And this is season one. Yeah. And it's very good episode. And, you know, and the story that is told, but the production value, you know, you think about it, man, if I would have been back in 1960 and seen this on CBS on primetime uh, when it aired, how mesmerized would I have been by this show? Exactly. You know, I mean, it's so crazy because now, you know, sometimes people don't watch TOS because all oh, the production value is crap. And I'm like, dude, it's 1960s. What do you want? Exactly. I mean, it, it is it is it, it is a product of the time that it was mm-hmm. in. And so. Uh, oh, you know, they, the girls have short skirts. Yeah, because it was the oh, 1960s. Go, go, go fucking eat a dick, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, but uh, but still, I'm sorry, it, I, I don't, I, no, I don't, I don't mean to. No, well, actually, no, I do mean to say that because guess yeah, what? Fuck those fans, okay? Yeah, yeah. Are you fans? You know, I mean, you know, but that's I guess that that's the <laughs> that's that's the uh, all right, you're, all right, pop it on there. I know. Uh, <laughs> That's that's the whole point of it. Is like you could still take a lot out of these shows, and you can appreciate it mm-hmm. for what it was. If you just go, you know what? I'm gonna look at this. I'm watching this in 1960 and seeing what it's doing and what it's becoming, and and what it will eventually spawn. Um, you know, once again, people have to remember three episode, we a three season series that has lasted from 1967 to now. I mean. It, the the foundation that this thing laid for what would be you know the Star Trek franchise from this point forward is ridiculous. So yeah. you know I I just you know people need to really respect and understand what these things did and how they did it. Don't go well because the oh the production value sucks. No, enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy mm-hmm. it for the Star Trek fun that it is and the ground that it laid. Um, you know because that's this is what whatever your favorite thing is, this is the basis for that, you know? And so um, it's a fun episode. And of course, once again, we know it's, it's, it's listed as episode 11, but we know it's supposed to be episode two. So Mm -hmm. there's some of that building of things like introducing McCoy and getting Spock to kind of be the person that we know he will be and um, feeling all that out. And, you know, introduction of Bailey, where's Chekhov, you know, kind of thing, you know, all these things that, you know, are happening. Um, you know, it it's it, it makes for fun to watch when you see that. And then if you you know, I, I wonder if somebody's has like has you know done the actual um, done the actual um, like okay, what would be the original idea of the release schedule? You know, so like um, what, what I think you know, um, you had the uh, you had the cage which the was cage the jeffrey hunter right and then you had the, the then you had the uh star trek the one with kirk where he where he had to like put his friend down gary who gained the godlike powers right then it's then it's corp by maneuver mm-hmm. and then you go down from there see i would i would be interested to see if you watch it like that if there would make a difference on how you you know see mm-hmm. if there's a difference in the you know where you could see the progression a little easier because it, you know, it does jump around a little bit, so it's yeah. harder to kind of follow along. If you if we, you could see the progression, you could see the. I actually, I actually might do that now. Thank you for telling me that, John. Well, you know, I so, do what I can. I know you do, man. 
So, but I think uh, I th I think that's I think that's a pretty good wrap on this on this uh, on this podcast for for this for this week on the Carbo My Maneuver. We really went in depth and talked about this great episode of the original series. So, guys, as John said. Don't be a dick, okay, about the production values or about girls wearing short skirts because it, a lot of Star Trek fans are males anyways. And if you're complaining about short skirts in the original series, then then you really need to get your priorities checked because guess what? You probably never touched a titty in your life. So, uh, so guys, go out. Check it out. Enjoy it. Seriously, it's a great, great mm -hmm. episode. And just... And just get lost in it and just enjoy it. Don't fucking nitpick it, please. Uh, also, too, guys, go go on our page, Academy HMG, on Facebook and check out the video that I posted of a fan-made video of the Enterprise trying to evade the radiation cube. It's a really good video. But also, guys, just go there anyways and drop a post. Say how you like the show, how you liked it. You know, say, Dimitri, you know, you're you're a dickhead for calling me a, a guy that's never touched a titty. You know what? I'll laugh at your comment and I'll probably like it because guess what? Oh, with that being said, uh, let's do our plugs. John, where yeah. can all the freaks, the geeks, and obviously all the Star Trek fans find you, my friend? Well, <clears throat> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at jreezyman, uh, and that is, uh, you know, just type it in, you'll figure it out. Uh, it sounds like it is, uh, and you can hit me up there um, and send me what you think are your opinions and see if I actually care. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will, All maybe, right. you know, but if it's completely out of left field, then I might not. Care exactly. whatsoever. Uh, uh, then you can also find me on Facebook as John Enright. Uh, and so I, you know, live in Weatherford, Texas. So that's the one you know me as. Or, you know, you can find me in the Hameen Media Discussion Group uh, or on the Academy with Triple D and JDE Facebook page, which the easiest way to do that is just type in um, to Facebook and hit the at symbol and type in Academy HMG and that'll take you to our page. And you can find us there on oh, that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I'm on Twitter. I'm, uh, you know, under the Academy um, handle there at the Academy HMG as well. So, you know, either way, you can get with us that way um, uh, in either aspect. Sometimes I'm Discord. So if you're on Discord, I'm in the uh, Hami Media Group Discords under either Smack Attack, the General Talk, or uh, on the Academy tab there. Mm -hmm. You can find us there. So there's lots of ways to get a hold of me individually or um, you know, through all the social media, through the Hami Media Group. Uh, it's a lot of fun to do that. Uh, or if, you know, um, you need to talk about mental health. You know, James and I have started the uh, the check-in where we're talking about our mental health. And, uh, you know, if I'm 100% honest, um, I had a rough week. Um, you know, uh, between the snowstorms and being at home and trying to work and still do things, it was hard. It was a hard week. And then, you know, just had some stuff happen in the last couple of days that was, was, was hard too, you know? And, and, and so I'm having to, you know, I'm going to go to the gym afterwards to get a release. And so, you know, I'm not going to bullshit you when things are bad, they're bad. And, and uh, I mean, it's not a great day, but it's a good day. I got to talk to triple D and I got to talk to Trek, which is always good and a lot of fun, Thank you. but at the same time, which it's honestly, it's helped a lot, you know, to, to, you know, when you get, 
you know, out of the blue news that kind of hurts. You know, you want to do something and having something like this, you know, honestly, it's been a big thing and having this has been great for me. So I just want to thank you, Triple D, for allowing me to oh, come with you and oh, John, enjoy this ride and have a lot of fun to use my creativity and to be able to have it as an opportunity to really practice good mental health, talk about things I enjoy and love. Uh, it's been great for me mentally, um, you know, knowing this week, oh, man, it sucks, but I get to talk to Triple D on Saturday, on Sunday. That, or no, honestly, it was one of the things I was looking forward to. Thank because, you. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's been a rough week. And so, um, you know, you know, if you, if you need those kind of things, if you need how to, how to, how to get out of this funk, I've been depressed for the last couple of days. How to hit me up on any of the social media things and we could talk about it. Um, you know, because it's part of what I do with my job is to help kids with mental health. And I mean, I mean, I'm going through counseling to make sure I'm healing from things I've had to deal with. Um, it's I'm okay. You know, it's okay to go to counseling. It's okay to cry. It's okay yes. to do things you need to do because that's part of good mental health. And mm -hmm. you need to understand that it's a, the poor mental health in our country is a pandemic. It is really something that is even more deadly than COVID and things like that, because we're seeing that we're seeing the rise in numbers of depression and other yeah. things because we don't have good mental health to begin with. And when things like what happened in Texas here with the snow or COVID or things like that, we see how much it's affected people in such a negative way. And so let's give you some tips of how to do those kind of things. And so, exactly. me up, you know, I'll be glad to do that. As a matter of fact, you know what, I'm going to give you all my personal work email. Uh, it's John at freedomhousepc.org. I feel so passionately about this. If you really want to talk about those things, if you want, and I'm going to just reserve this for mental health stuff. If you want to reach out to me, it's on our work email. I can give you personal things that I can do. I'm this is because we're still in teen dating violence awareness month. It's still February. Mm -hmm. This is the last week. So, um, you know, we're trying to make sure that kids have healthy relationships and, um, and how to deal with those things. Uh, and the numbers that we see with, that is associated with that. So I'm throwing out my email. So if you are, you know, John at freedomhousepc.org, if you need help with mental health stuff, we can talk about what it is you need. If you need to connect with someone in your area, we can find counseling services that are maybe nonprofits that will work with your budget so you can have affordable counseling and help. Um, or we go a different route. We find some different things that maybe you need that will be good for you. I'm, I'm, this is not a bullshit thing. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. This is something I'm passionate about that I want to be able to provide for people this platform. And I'm going to use this platform to do so. And so, um, because I care about everybody who listens, I really do. Um, because you're the reason why we do this. We have fun with this. And so on top of all that, that's why we give you all these things of ways to connect with us because we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you like about Star Trek. Tell us if you yeah. think the Corbinite, watch it this week and tell us if you think it was stupid or, you know, if you think, you know, you just couldn't get past the production. I know sometimes that's a thing for people, you know, but I have a radio TV movie production degree. If I can get past the production value and enjoy the show for what it is, then you can too. All right. Exactly. But enjoy it. Tell us what you think, you know, just, Please. you know, I couldn't, you know, get past the production value or, oh man, I saw this or that. We want to hear from you guys. Exactly. We want to answer your questions. We want to know what you think. We want to know what it is that brought you to Star Trek or, um, you know, even if it's not about something we've talked about, if you see something and you want to talk to us to talk about it, maybe you see a news article that we didn't cover and yeah. you want us to talk about those kind of things, you know, um, those are all things that, you know, we want to talk about. Even if you want to talk about how, 
a lot of Star Trek um, actors tend to be more left-leaning and the, you want to bring up their opinions and you want to break both of us and we can do that. You know, <laughs> we can do that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, please. Uh, which, like, uh, <laughs> Myrna Circus, you know, who played Counselor Troy, this tweet got out this week that um, she said, oh, uh, God, know, with a, oh, you know, yeah. Oh, hey, my God. And is, she's great. She's Greek, too, on top yeah, of it, which makes it even yeah. harder. So this is gonna this is gonna hurt you a little bit, yeah. but she's like, um, well, you know, I'm sorry for what happened to people in Texas, but this shows you get for voting Republican for the last 20 years. Are you no seriously? Yeah, no seriously. I mean, and these are the people that want unity. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I mean, I mean, come on, man. I mean, that's yeah. <sighs> yeah. No, and this I is, saw and this is and, and this and this is the reason why there's such a. This is the reason why there's there's such a divide between regular people and these celebrities. These celebrities, mm -hmm. they just live in their own bubble. You know, mm -hmm. they don't and I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, they worked their asses off to get where they are. They worked hard. Yeah. And but it seems like they don't want to take those values that they worked so hard to get to put it into real life all of a sudden now. Now all of a sudden they want to live in this cloud where they just on everything handed to them, and they just feel the need to comment on things. You know, imagine, imagine. Well, here's the thing. Gina Carano says something. You know, where she compared, you know, basic conservatives being, you know, singled out and kind of mm -hmm. silenced. And she got, she lost her job. She got ridiculed on the internet. Now, Marina goes on there and says that the Texans deserve to get this snowstorm. Texans basically deserved to lose power and to basically, you know, do this because they voted Republican. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a huge double standard and it's the reason why, you know, people just are, the reason why, you know, you know, people just, they just can't seem to get along because these celebrities that preach unity and want everyone to be together, they just keep putting their foots in their mouths and keep saying stupid shit. Mm -hmm. That's it. So, yeah. uh, but but to basically, but to get away from all that bullshit, uh, <laughs> because, because, because that is just absolutely depressing because she is Greek too. And, and, you know, and if she looks at, at, at her own country and sees what happened to Greece, yeah, you know yeah. exactly what liberal and socialist, uh, policies have done, but enough of politics. We'll leave that for Mr. Harrison Bergeron of the, of the mm -hmm. right opinion pod. Who, mm -hmm. I enjoy very much, and as you can tell, also too, if you don't like the type of pol the type of politics that I have, guess what? Come at me, bro. You can <laughs> find me Demetrius Zerdos at Facebook, GreekDZ25 on Twitter. You can also find me on Instagram at Demetrius9778, and I usually don't post a lot on Instagram, but I seem to have a lot of followers, which is surprising because I have like twenty five posts on there. But there's gonna be more Woo! coming. Every be, there'll be more posts coming, hopefully, because I'm trying to get away from Facebook as much as I can. Well, also, too, my business is if here's the thing, here's the thing, even if you hate my politics, you cannot deny that I have the best donuts in the business. Dippin' Donuts, yeah. Dippin' Face or well, Dippin' Donuts CNY, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all the other where you get your social media stuff. You can find us the best pictures of the best donut porn and food porn that you can find oh yeah also too you may hate that i you may hate my politics but you cannot deny that my olive oil is the greatest fact, no fact. There's, fact. there's science with that 
at uh, zerdosoliveoil.com. Guys, for the best olive oil extra virgin, it's been tested. It's really good. So, you, hell, you can even buy a bottle and just pour it out and say it sucked. I don't care. But guess what? <laughs> at least, at, at least you bought it. Okay, that's all that. No, no, no. I'm gonna say that right now. Whether you like positive or not, you don't waste food. You don't waste good olive oil like that. But, don't be, uh, don't be that I, stupid. Well, I, John, that's that's. But some people have actually have done that before, John. You what? Know, they, yeah, well, they you know like they'll they'll buy something that says Trump on it, like Trump vodka. I'll just pour the vodka out. Oh yeah, because that does real good. You've given the yeah, person money. Re- I mean, yeah. well, yeah, it was it was the same thing with the people when like they're protesting Kaepernick, and they're burning their their uh, their uh, Nike stuff. It's like, guys, you guys own that stuff. Why are you burning it for? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you didn't buy it, or they bought it and they burned it. It's like, why did you give them money to burn that? You, it Lord. doesn't it doesn't make any sense. So a lot of people do stupid stuff. So, but guys, uh, but enough of politics because we went off the rails here in the <laughs> for the last seven minutes. But listen, that was, that was my bad. That was my no, bad. No, John, no, John. It's all good, brother. It's all good. I love you, brother. Listen, keep keep your head up, man. We all know that you are the fucking man. And uh, listen, better days are coming, bro. I'm telling you, better days are coming for both you and for me. Obviously, you know that. <laughs> I've been, you know, I'm still going through through some shit, but better, but better days are coming, brother. Believe me, trust me on that. Um, you know, good things happen to good people, and and just remember, and good things happen to Star Trek fans as well. So on that note, guys, listen, you know, go out there, have fun, enjoy Star Trek. Try not to get too political. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks here at Hami Media Group. And guys, remember the famous saying, live long and prosper. Later, guys.